0: Oh, great trishti i didn't Love
1: stop. That. you did it. i'm so proud of you i wish i, yeah. I become like you yes. you
0: don't have to become like her Are i mean okay?
1: i really don't have to you know
0: <laughs> hi this is nitya hi this is trishti and welcome to our podcast do we make sense
1: What I really want to talk about is pride, you know. The beauty of pride, let me just say that in the beginning only, that it means different things for different people. For some, it's a celebration of their existence. It's just a part of, you know, them expressing themselves. And for some, it's a protest. And pride was a a protest, yeah. When Marsha P. Johnson, like I previously said, at Stonewall in New York, started this whole fight for queer rights. That's how it the came birth into existence.
2: Of pride, yeah.
1: The birth of pride came into existence. And for me also, pride is a protest, you know. Pride in that way is the community's way of telling the government that, hey, you need to fix this. Yes, we have reasons to celebrate. Like you said, the 377 law being repealed, you know, the amendment to that law was a tiny step towards being more uh, open minded for our country. But, you know, it's not a sprint. It's a race. There's a long road for us to go. And I think through protesting, through making people more aware, through making sensible content, which educates about the existence of the queer community what this time what is it to be queer
2: queer existence shouldn't have to be a protest because it's just people existing considering the world around us it becomes a protest because people have to fight to survive
1: exactly the fight is not over and we still have to help the community as allies even as people it becomes our job also to be a part of this protest and help as allies
2: use our privilege to elevate voices that can make a difference for everybody because we can't expect ourselves to be the spokesperson. We're nobody. In fact, like us having this conversation right now is us using this platform and our privilege to talk about these things, to spread the message to people considering how most of our family members listen to this podcast. And I don't think they have any other right kind of exposure to this community than probably me or Nitya talking about it here.
0: Yeah, or I think in our families and everything, talking about this is a taboo in itself. If you are talking about or even saying the word gay, lesbian or even queer, it means like, you know, you are breaking off some kind of like, you know, limits if you are talking about
2: it. It doesn't make us the flag bearers for the community. It doesn't make us any savior or anything like that. An informed citizen is all that it makes us.
1: Right. And through these conversations, like you said, you know, through this podcast, if uh, somebody in your family listens to it, then you can have a conversation explaining this to them in a better way, you know, at least a question would be raised. So having conversations, being mindful of, you know, these things goes a long way.
2: Now, we are not like too big. We are not millionaires. We are not people who can hold content for mainstream audience. So whatever we are doing right now is a step towards the right direction. But when you talk about representation of the community in mainstream media, I mean, where do I even begin with the kind of flawed imagery and characterization there are for queer people? Because you don't see any representation that represents the diversity and inclusivity and intersectionality between the queer community. There's nothing. Either we get good movies with white, heterosexual, cisgendered people playing gay characters on screen, or we get something like Lakshmi. And I guess, yeah, they are talking about it, but what is it actually doing for the community? It more of feels like they are just talking because they are doing
0: it. When they're talking about it, like when you see the trailer of Lakshmi, it was just homophobia that you can actually see through. And also it felt like they're just talking because they need to talk about it or it is not coming from an honest space. Yeah,
2: they're using their privilege in the very worst way possible.
1: I'm not even going to talk about Lakshmi and validate that film because honestly, it was repulsive. And I'm so sick of Bollywood or in general, straight, uh, cisgendered people portraying the community like this without any consultation, without any information about the community. Lakshmi, the whole movie is just a caricature you know yeah
2: it's the worst kind of stereotyping anybody could do In it's only promoting stereotypes
1: yeah exactly it's only telling the young people that and before anybody comes and says just a movie no it's not a movie movies and media has shaped cultures for centuries and it's not that difficult honestly it's not that difficult when you look at shows like euphoria it's not that difficult and when you look at other pieces of content which are Moonlight, for moonlight. sure, yes, um yeah, like moonlight is one film that was so beautifully made, and you you can 't say that it 's problematic because it it had that realistic perspective, it had you know, it didn't look like they were badgering the community or mocking the community. It is really important if filmmakers or if people in general want to create content regarding the queer community, it is really important they have somebody from the community on board and just to have some consultation or just to know the struggles first and then make movie because at the end of the day, these people that existence, struggles are real and it's not for you to make fun of, it's not for you to profit off of nobody needs your sympathy, you don't need to do that for the queer community. If you are interested in putting forward their narratives consult them talk to them be more informed do a better job otherwise feel free to not do it they didn't ask for it either
2: yeah we're mentioning media right so before films there were books and even in books you see I'm just going to go English on us right now. So we read the Iliad. Like we mentioned Greek mythology and Greek culture before. In the Iliad, the main story is that Achilles' rage caused such a big storm. And Achilles' rage was a result of his companion Patroclus being killed. And historians, ever since Homer wrote it and ever since it became publicized and people started, during the renaissance, they started going back to Greek and Roman history and they started rereading and critically analyzing it and, you know, making their adaptations. Patroclus and Achilles' relationship became friendship. So censoring. Queer existence is a big, big part of changing history. Of isolating them from the, or not even isolating, omitting queer existence from history. Because these white historians, and I'm going to say white because these were the only people who were doing this that time. These white historians, who were most probably men, because women, of course, women were also not—they were not given a lot of rights that time. So these white historians omitted queer history, queer existence from so many stories. I mean, I feel so. Weird thinking about how there must have been so many queer stories written by so many people who were left anonymous or which were burnt or which were thrown away, which were never published. So many actual queer lives faced this kind of illegalization and demonization through this editing, through this omission that we see from our books, that we see from our history, that people don't realize how colonization really affected queer existence and how white people really affected queer existence. And now that censorship has come in a different way in film where we see straight people writing queer stories which if you think about it makes no sense why how would you know how would straight people know what are the nuances of queer relationships what are the nuances of queer existence or trans existence how would a straight person know who has not been through that struggle yeah, I agree with you, Shrishti. And I would also like
0: to mention here that whenever a professor or a teacher is like teaching you those kind of books, sometimes they don't even bring you the perspective of queer existence in the life. They just ignore it and they'll never mention about it. And it's just weird doing that because, you know, when maybe you are not itna aware that you, you know, you get it by yourself. So in that process, your teachers help or your professors help, but we see that so many professors and so many teachers don't even dare to talk about. Yeah,
2: I think the problem that exists with how mainstream media and mainstream people, mainstream people, what I'm saying general public like our parents like you know people their age who did not have good representations when they were growing up because there was such a huge gap in the market for such characters to exist but nobody was daring to do it and even if they were trying to do it it was just a caricature or for a joke like we talked about in one of our previous episodes of a fat character just an actor who is in the film who's just there to be made fun of for being fat. That's it. That was the same thing for queer people because I mean, Bobby Darling is such a big example of rampant transphobia that exists in Bollywood because her character was just a very, very bad and mean joke in every film where she was being satirized as this sex-crazy maniac who just wants to have sex. It's sexualization of her character which in turn made trans people, trans women, look like sexualized demons and it ruined their perception and it ruined even Bobby darling's career. Like she did not get other films. She was only typecast. And even now in Hollywood, even we see about it. We see Disney, Disney being such a big oligarch when it comes to producing content. And even they're so homophobic. God, this, There's just white, straight prince and princesses. How is that possible? Because in reality, the world that we live in, we see people of so many different identities and people with such different gender expressions, but we don't see it in our media. And for people who don't see queer people every day, who don't have queer friends or queer relatives, for them, it makes them even more close-minded towards these existences because they're like i only see these kinds of people exist i don't see anybody else exist, so i don't care about anybody else.
1: old bollywood films or even new ones like student of the year rishi kapoor in that movie this movie called muskaland that i just read about recently how anupam kher's portrayal of a gay man was so ridiculous like it was just so bad and you know had- i
2: mean the most recent thing james corden a straight man getting nominated for prom for a golden glow, for playing the worst gay character possible.
1: Exactly. And so we need to like realize that this portrayal is not acceptable. We need to get done with it ASAP. And because uh, guys, like we have been discussing about how the censorship has ruined the existence of queer people, has uh, made it even difficult for them to exist. But also what it does since media films are there in every household. These films show everywhere. And talking about my own example me and my parents were watching the show called made in heaven where which talks about a queer existence where the main character of the show is actually gay and they have very explicit scenes in this show which is not a bad thing they do it very tastefully and it talks about the struggle you know and we'll see in season two like how it turns out to be but you know my parents got uncomfortable looking at that which started a conversation that why are you uncomfortable And I could then have that conversation, talk to them, hopefully, you know, make it easier for them to accept this whole thing even further. But when you present these issues in a much tasteful manner where the viewer could empathize rather than laugh or make it as a joke, that's where... The true strength in media lies in terms of uplifting the community because we need to accept that media has, through certain films and shows that we have talked about, it has helped uplift the perception of the community, but there's still a long road to go.
0: So how can we a better ally to the community and how can we start doing it more often like where do we begin this and what are the practices that we can unlearn start learning in a better way to make inclusive for everybody
1: right yeah when you talk about this Nitya I mean it's really important to acknowledge our privilege as allies you know first of all we need to begin there and we need to also make sure that you know we don't talk for the community but talk with the community we become their strength But, you know, not in a way where we're not giving them the platform or we're taking, we're crashing their platform from them basically. And also as allies, we need to do our research is what I feel is the most important because yes, queer people are more than happy to tell you their pronouns, what they identify as, but it don't make it hard for them to like, you know, explain it or to come out every time. It is not their job to come out every time they meet a new person be mindful of those things educate yourself because google exists you know google things learn about it and if you have questions i, I have never you know come across any queer person who's never answered a question that i've ever had
0: yeah people know about these things it's like the race to make ourselves much more aware it's not about knowing it's about creating an awareness about the things that actually matter and it comes from a very honest space and you exactly. don't have to sympathize with
2: anybody. right? Yeah, I think inclusivity, like in the most general, in the easiest way you can be inclusive. And uh, like in your everyday practices is to completely do away with that he or she, wala. just say they. You know, it makes it easier. Just call them people. Like I experienced this in like our college also. Sometimes like in, in college forms, there's like, oh, he or she can do this. Just say they it doesn't even have to be a queer thing just english man it's easy to use you know there are gender neutral pronouns and gender neutral words that you can use it only makes you more inclusive as a person even though someone in front of you doesn't have to be queer for you to be inclusive towards them you can just be inclusive as a general practice as a citizen who keeps in mind everybody who shares this you know space with them
1: Right. also i feel like being kind in general and standing up for things that are happening wrong in front of you is also what an ally should be doing because again sharing from my own examples in school like like i said i used to face a lot of these issues and at that young age when people start tagging you or calling you something it really does mess with your head in terms of it, it confuses you more like do i identify as a certain thing
2: i mean that's where internalized homophobia exists Exactly.
1: If you are witnessing something like this, raise your voice and stand up for the person who is being ridiculed or being called these things. Because for you, it might be just a second of breaking silence and standing up. But for that person, it would be saving them from years and years of trauma or things that they have to get over eventually.
2: The more we start asking for the right things, the more important it becomes for people at higher positions to give them to us. If we aren't asking for the right things, then... The media won't care about putting out uh, good representations for the queer community. The the government won't care about repealing regressive acts that hurt trans people, that hurt queer people. It is us as public to ask for the things that are right, to ask for things that are important, that ease everybody else's existence around us. And I think this is what I hear most queer people say. And I 100% agree that queer existence shouldn't just be about survival. Trans people shouldn't need to just survive, they need to live, thrive, and enjoy their existence without it giving them trauma for the rest of their life. Because mental health issues and identifying as not straight and not cisgendered go hand in hand.
1: Also the inherent anxiety that comes with the whole topic of coming out. I was reading about this on the internet where if you see any coming out video on YouTube the person is crying, they're sobbing. It's so difficult for them. And you watch those videos and you just see the stress. You know what I think? My two cents on this whole topic is that we will really be progressive when people don't have to come out as a society, Yeah.
0: Yeah. you
1: know, that it shouldn't be the norm or, you know, like straight people don't need to come out. So shouldn't be queer people to come out. What will you do if you like know a person is gay or lesbian or whatever they identify as? How does it make a difference? They can still do the job.
2: They can have families, they can have relationships, they can have friends. Like, there's nothing different about it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, it's a utopian idea, but it is still our wish to see as society where coming out hasn't been a norm or like, it's all normal. Yeah, we want this
1: utopian idea to become a reality.
2: Exactly. Yeah, kids growing up in a distant future don't have to identify themselves as I can only like blue because I'm a boy or I can only like pink because I'm a girl all of that bullshit needs to get eradicated for people to just exist normally because they don't only hinder queer folk it hinders straight cisgender people as well it boxes them into these constraints that they don't even know that they can get away from And the conversation of inclusivity that the queer community brings forward, the ideas of femininity and masculinity and the binaries that we call tradition that put us into this box. It helps people who live straight cisgender lives to also understand that you can be so many more things if you just allow yourself to know that these things are okay.
0: So thank you so much Falcon for coming here and it was great to have this insightful and informative conversation and I hope it leads to more conversations like this.
1: No, thank you so much guys for giving me this opportunity to actually talk about these things and hopefully try to make a difference somewhere or the other. And I would like to say this to everyone or anyone who is listening that Hopefully this encourages you to talk about these things further and help bring about a change. If you want to talk about this to somebody who you think might be a little awkward around this topic, send this podcast to them, send this episode to them and take that first step. And if you are somebody who feels awkward around this topic, hopefully this helps you to be less awkward and start a conversation. So yeah, thank you so much for having me.
0: So that's all for this episode so tell us did we make any sense on our gmail do we make sense.2020 or on our ig handle do we make sense thanks for listening and we'll be back with another episode Bye-bye. bye bye bye